WSNTZ. In the zone, city to city, state to state, worldwide. This is the In the Zone Network. This is it. Impressive. Every word in that sentence was wrong. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This guy here is dead. Cross him off then. Listening to In the Cards, a brand new show all about our St. Louis Cardinals. The latest news, rumors, and views, all right here on In the Zone Network. Post game show is brought to you by Christ. I can't find it. The hell with it. everyone welcome another impromptu edition no planning necessary that intro was probably a little confusing to some of you hey cj's on again Got about five of you i wanted to jump on a little bit prior to this game it's coming up in about a half an hour talk a little bit about what's happened in this series the surprises the twists the turns how the division's shaping up now what do we think's going to happen um and then I'm interested to hear uh, read some of your comments as well. Um, don't know if I'll open up the phones today or not. That didn't go so well because I goofed up on the uh, I goofed up on the audio and couldn't hear anything. Um, or you guys couldn't hear who I had on yesterday. It was disappointing too. I, I recorded it. Maybe I'll put it out at some point. But Mark Littell uh, called in <laughs> to chat a little bit. Um, he's a former player, and we, he's he's been on a few of my shows before. But uh, he's he's a fantastic guest. So I apologize, you guys couldn't hear him yesterday. Um, I'm back to the normal, uh, setup this morning. Uh, the rest of the crew will not be here because I didn't invite anybody else. Um, I'm selfish and I wasn't going to pull it on them in five minutes anyway. But, uh, while people nap in the house, um, the boys are playing outside, which I don't know how the hell they have any energy left. They had two soccer games today and gymnastics for the girl who is now napping. And I think my wife might be doing the same thing. So I'm left alone. That's never a good thing. So, um, yes, Nancy, I'm ready for a sweep too. Uh, but I'm interested to, to know what you guys think. So, um, right now, Chris Nataro, what are you doing on here, man? Yankees fan. Um, hey, Chris. Uh, so we, we get going here in about a half an hour. I think up to this point, and I, and I had mentioned this previously, the Cardinals kind of, I look at this as kind of mission accomplished already as far as this trip to Wrigley Field. And as we all know, they're winless in six attempts. Uh, in Chicago this year. So um, at a minimum, I thought they really shouldn't have walked out this series and it should have been um, really a split. And that's why they leave Chicago with the same lead that they did. Arms are looking weak. I'm working on it, buddy. I'm working on it. Um, I've dropped about 40 pounds. So I think everything's looking kind of weak at this point. But um, it's good to hear from some of you on here. Um, And baseball gets going here in about a half an hour. So I thought I would just take a little bit of time. I know the intro is confusing to you guys because this is a team arrivals feed. Because uh, we have over a thousand followers on here, but um, I uh, played the intro music for the new show that I'm shamelessly plugging on our bigger following right here. But it's uh, called "In the Cards," as the title had um, revealed, and it's just me, much like you're hearing right now. It's just me. It's just solo. It's always something I've wanted to do. I just never had um, had the time to do it. 
Uh, never knew if I really could. It's a hard thing to sit on here and just ramble on when you're the only person. So if I can give you about a half an hour, I'll be happy with that. Um, but you can check it out. Uh, the Facebook page is in the cards. That literally is the letter in the cards. Um, I've partnered up with in the zone network. Uh, we've been trying to hook up, um, for almost a year to do something together. So I am jumping on, um, jumping on with their crew and I'll be doing something uh, probably about once every two weeks. Um, cause I do team arrivals in between. Um, that is uh, a podcast I'm going to be very, very loyal to because it's almost been three years and I do it with one of my best friends on this entire planet. And that's Mr. Pete Geddes. My son is watching. I know he'll probably tap into the Damn. See, I want to do a solo show and I know what's going to happen. He's going to infiltrate this show as well. And it's about to happen. Oh, well, uh, mission accomplished in my opinion for the Cardinals. They're going to leave Wrigley field with the same lead, no matter what happens today and tomorrow with the same lead that they had going in. Very risky, as we all know, they hadn't won a game at Wrigley Field yet. They hadn't won a single game in Chicago. So this is good news. The Cubs are now five games back, and they're actually two out of the wild card. Everybody right now is colluding and deciding to um, let the Brewers just sweep the field, I think. Um, And as Cardinals and Cardinal fans, I I guarantee you right now that nobody's ignoring the Brewers. They're winning without Kristen Yelich. They're winning without having... A solid rotation, but they they're only three games back. They've been here all year long. They haven't gone anywhere, so they're still a very dangerous team. Um, as we as we finish off the season, boy, it's hard to believe, right? Only eight games left. The Cardinals are absolutely in the driver's seat. I think they've all but punched that postseason ticket. The question will be, are they going to capture this division? They are in the driver's seat, so we'll see what happens um, today um, up there in Chicago. So the game today, Dakota Hudson, who's been the Cardinals, I say, uh, if it weren't for Jack Flaherty, obviously he'd be the Cardinals' hottest uh, young arm. And so he's going today. He'll be facing Jose Quintana, who's not bad at home. He's not bad at Wrigley Field. And we know that uh, there are times when he can look very dominant, and um, which is a little scary when you think about what this lineup really hasn't been doing. And that is they haven't been putting up a whole lot. Game one, they they snagged five runs there. It took them 10 innings to do it. Yesterday, they were only able to put two on the board against a pitcher that nobody had ever heard of, um, except uh, those half dozen or so Cubs fans that actually follow their minor league system, maybe. Um, But something about yesterday that just kind of bugged me, and that is just the length of time that it took that game. It was a very long game. I mean, it was uh, almost four hours and a score that was two to one. Man, you just don't see that. You know, normally you're used to seeing a game that only has three runs scored. It's probably done in about two and a half hours. So what the hell happened yesterday? I mean, this is not me just looking for something to complain about. It's just an observation. As I sat here and watched it, I mean, I had to take, I had to pause several times. I had had a little bit of work to do. I had to actually go run and um, run an errand and it's damn game was still going on. So this is just very odd. But what happened yesterday was this. If you look up and down the box score right now, there were 14 strikeouts yesterday between the two. The Cardinals own 11 of those. Um, They also had nine walks. You want to know how many hits they had? Literally, the whole day. They had four hits. Four hits. That's why today could be a little bit of a concern if the good version of Jose Quintana is actually throwing. Um, with a lineup that can only summon four hits and three of those from Yadier Molina. 
Tommy Edmond accounts for the other one. That's a lot of strikeouts. That's a lot of walks. That's very few hits. And the Cubs only struck out three times, nine hits. So the Cardinals pitching yesterday really controlled it and spread out um, those instances. It really kept them off the board. So tip of the cat to the tip of the cap, not cat to the pitching staff for really holding it all down yesterday, keeping it together. Because uh, I don't know how many games you walk away from with four hits, 11 strikeouts, and, and you can say you, you, you got the victory. I'm sure that doesn't happen often. So this offense does need to pick it up. They've had success against Quintana in the past. So we'll see what they are able to produce today. But that game is about 20 minutes away from starting. So I'll probably be off of here by then, I guess. Still can't believe Braden hasn't called in yet. Wow. Um, tomorrow, looking at it, Miles Michaelis against you, Darvish. Ha! You, Darvish. Let's talk briefly about that. And if you're Cubs fans out there, I want to hear your opinion. You, freaking Darvish, man. Um, what was the urgency? What was the desperate need to hand that guy a fat contract? Hey, my grandma. Look at that. Look at all the nuttles that have invaded this feed. Hey, grandma. Grandma's watching the game. She's, you know, nobody's, it's like, uh, you know, tree falls in the wood, nobody's around to hear it. Can they, oh, here he is. He's like clockwork, folks. I'm going to plug him in the board. Bear with me. Hey, B. You shouldn't have said it right when you said it. That was my... That was I, I my know. Point. I know. I shouldn't have said that. So, uh, Braden, since you're on here, um, now, what did you think? Your honest opinion, what did you think was going to happen in the four-game set? They hadn't won a game in Chicago before Thursday. What did you want them to walk away with? Honestly, at best, I thought we were going to get a split. And at worst, I thought we were honestly going to lose three out of four. I wouldn't have been terribly shocked if they had a dropped three out of four. They still would have left Chicago, I believe, with a um, two-game lead. Um, but i much rather be looking at what I'm looking at today and seeing a five-game lead on Chicago. So no matter what happens, they're going to leave Chicago with the same lead that they had going in, and I thought that was, at a minimum, that's what they really, really needed to do. And so it looks like that is, in fact, uh, what they're doing. Um, Today, though, I feel good about today. Dakota Hudson versus Jose Quintana. Cardinals have got to him before, but, you know, like I said, he, he, you don't quite, it depends on what version of him shows up. If he's in control and he's got these guys leaning and guessing, um, you saw what they did yesterday against somebody nobody knew. What do you think? Well, my, my biggest worry is when it comes postseason time against these teams like the Braves, the Dodgers, we can't, we can't just, we won't be able to escape with leaving 12 runners on. You have to mm -hmm. take advantage of every single opportunity that comes, especially playoff time. And if you don't, those teams like the Dodgers and Braves are going to get you when it hurts most, and you can't just rely on, oh, man, we got lucky today with the pitching. Hopefully we can do that again tomorrow because you won't be able to. You In the playoffs, you maybe have one game where you get mm -hmm. away with a game like yesterday, and you can't have that. I, well said. Very well said. Um, that's better than anything I said the other night um, when I talked to you last. 
All right. So um, today, what I think it, what I think we're going to likely look at today will be. Um, I think what we're going to see is we're going to see a normal scoring game. I'm just going to call it that. I think they're going to be anywhere from seven to nine runs scored between the two teams. I do think the Cardinals can hold this one down today. So I'm going to predict right now. I'm going to make a guess. Six to three in favor of St. Louis. That's my prediction for today because I like the pitching matchup. I think it favors the Cardinals a little bit more. Tomorrow's a good one. Uh, Miles Michaelis hasn't had, to, hasn't had a fantastic year, but he goes up against my favorite, the desperate Hail Mary of a signing in Yu Darvish. Uh, I, know he's, I know he's been good lately, but I'm still not sold what? on that guy yet. Oh. Um, my prediction is probably going to be 6-4 to four, St. Louis. Maybe around that 7-5. I think it'll be at most maybe a three-run game, but I see it being like a two-run when I don't think it'll be like a one-run game and and yeah. it's crazy and you have to pay attention to every single pitch and um yeah I I think so but I, I think ultimately what's going to happen um I think they drop it I think they'd probably end up dropping the game tomorrow probably going to get a uh, um if the Cardinals can strike out eleven times versus um, a guy nobody's heard of plus a mix a handful of other. Bullpen. I think the Cubs at one point had 22 players involved in yesterday's game. Now, I don't mean all at the same time. That's ridiculous. But I mean, they had 22 players actively involved in the game yesterday because it was a four-hour marathon. I mean, it was it was awful. It was like watching tennis. Um, but it, it took a really long time. I was shocked looking at the box score. I mean, you know, the game was it was tense. It was tight, and so that's why you could watch it, and it didn't necessarily feel like it. But as you kept looking at the clock, you're like, "My God, this thing only t- almost took four hours." Um, so it was a very long game. Any, and this is my thing going to some of the problem with baseball. I won't go off on this too much today, but it, it's something I've been talking about, and that is just the pace of the game, the interest in the play. Um, the game has changed a lot. I was looking at. Um, Simple statistics, you know, the icky batting average nobody likes to talk about anymore. Um, There were 36 players early in the last decade. At any given time, you look at the the, uh, statistics, and they were all batting over 300. You look at it now, and it's in the 20s. Um, Just the hitting, the the approach is different. The philosophy is a little bit different. And it really, it produces, um, hold on, we got a comment here. It's a, it's, Generally, to the pitcher's advantage when a team has never faced. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, agree, I agree with you, Mark. Um, and you know that's not just a Cardinals problem. You hear that from any fan base who will tell you that uh, their team, even um, you know, uh, who might be offensively challenged. Every any time you face somebody you've never seen, it is going to be the, to the pitcher's advantage. That's that's absolutely valid, and we've seen it a lot. It's just it feels like the Cardinals face a new guy. Damn, like at least once every other series, it feels like. But. Um, Go Brewers. Sam, really? Dad, I got some breaking news for you. Okay, what is it? Your second favorite team has fired their manager, the Padres. Oh, no. I knew knew you're probably shocked and have mixed feelings about it, but what do you think about your second favorite team firing their manager? I don't really care. Is that bad? All right, there, there you have it, folks. I just don't care. But, uh, you know, San Diego sure didn't try to help out St. Louis at all this year. 
Um, and sorry, they're probably pissed because they didn't get any Rule 5 players off of us. Um, so they were decided they weren't going to beat the Cubs or the Brewers here at the end of the year. Um, go bleep yourself, San Diego. How about that? All right. Um, oh, yes. We've got a Brewers fan on here. And, you know, um, Sam, you can respond out loud if you want to here. But, like, looking now down at the Cubs rather than up at the Cubs and, you know, getting as much uh, grief as of all of us, both fan bases, have gotten from the Cubs fans. Like, how, how much are you enjoying this right now on a scale from 1 to 10, just being up over Chicago? Just looking for a number. You don't even have to explain. Um, Brayden, what, what I was going on was about, um, you know, looking at a game now, diehard fans like us kind of like a game like yesterday because it was very competitive. It was very tight. Even though there were only three runs in total scored, like we're on the edge of our seat watching this. Casual fans are not watching this stuff. They're going to get lost quickly. I mean, anybody there who couldn't name more than nine people on either roster, um, are, are they're looking at their phones for more than half the game. And so that's been my fear and my hope at the same time is this this trend turns around and it becomes somewhat normal again, the approach to hitting, situational hitting, which I think the Cardinals have been a lot better at in the second half of this year, whereas earlier in the year, it just felt like, here we go, you know, trying to wait wait to get a guy on and just wait for a home run and just wait for a home run. Now, we've certainly seen our, our fair share of games where that's only way runs were produced, but I think their situational hitting has gotten so much better in the second half, and they've become more fun to watch despite all the home runs and everything else. Hey, our best players out and the other guys are stepping, stepping up is what I meant. Stepping out. Hope Cubs don't get in. Yeah. I hope the Cubs don't get in either. They've been in four years in a row. They deserve, they deserve it. They deserve to sit at home this year. What do you think, Braden? So how I look at it as, and so I was just thinking, um, Cubs, uh, kind of good years from, 2015 and now and I'm just sitting here thinking like I'm not going to say the Cubs are overrated I'm just going to say I feel like they were overranked by baseball for their five years just because there wasn't all there wasn't a team that truly stood out Mm -hmm. I was like oh man they have like look at all these World Series rings but you look at the Cubs five years that they were really good they had one NLCS appearance in one World Series, uh, they had well, they had two. Um, two, two. No, they had three in a row because they 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 faced the Mets in uh, 2015, but they got knocked out. Of course, they won against the Dodgers in 16. They won against, um, or they got beat, I think, by the Dodgers in 17. Um, well, last year, they, and last year, I mean, of course, they they, they, they got, won two. Then, but whatever. I mean, well, they, they they've only won, they won one. They've only won one. Yeah, right. um, yeah, national so Championship. Okay, that's what you meant. Okay, gotcha. But. Um, so, but and you look at that, and that's like, yeah, that's a pretty good run for five years. No, I they had a good team. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it great and describe it how I've seen a lot of, like, MLB analysts or people who are professional, mind you, talk about it. Because it feels like every year, no matter what, if the Cubs are in a slump or they're, mm-hmm. like, three games out, they'll be like, yeah, but I got a lot of faith in the Cubs. Like, they're still the Cubs, and it's like. Okay, but you're kind of like overhyping them a little well, bit. Well, I, I, th- I think what it was, and you know, I, I, 
I'll admittedly, I, I've kind of felt the same way. I think what, what you're looking at with the Cubs is they have underachieved. They've underachieved this year. And really over that whole time span you're talking about, Braden, overall, I think most a lot of the diehard Cubs fans are going to tell you the same thing. They're going to say, well, um, this team didn't quite do what we all thought it was going to do. They did it in 16. They arrived a little bit early in 2015. But I, I thought, and I was one of them, that we'd be looking at a very solid with the potential to be in the, you know, right there at the end of the year, four or five years in a row, and it just didn't end up happening. And, and so they've regressed a little bit since seven, 17 to 18 now to 19. You could see this little bit of regression. And I, I think if anything else, like on paper, heading into this year, they, I would have picked them to win the division too. I mean, you just look at the names that are on there. And um, they largely just didn't play well. Uh, they didn't play up to the level that they had played the previous three years. And, and, and we see the results in the standings. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of the reason wh- why the Cardinals are sitting where they're at right now is because the Cubs have played that bad. And the Brewers, you could argue as well, just haven't played up to expectation, at least where, as well as we know they can. And so I, I, I think that, I don't know if people so much over, they were overrated as that they just, they just didn't perform up to the level that they should have. Um, and that's how I kind of feel about the Cubs. So uh, I don't know what's going to happen with that team going into next year. In fairness, we don't have our other guys on here. I, I'd, I'd love to know. Uh, I know we've, we've, we've touched on it on the show several times, but I expect significant changes to Chicago um, this offseason because it looks like right now, unless they get some help, um, and I mean by help, I mean by other teams that are going to be playing the Brewers um, and the Nationals, the Cubs may be uh, – maybe gone uh, by the end of the uh, last last series of the year, it may be over for them. Um, and if you think the Cardinals are going to just rest up, if they have this division locked up prior or, you know, a solid playoff seat, I don't think they're going to take the last series off because I think it's in their best interest. If they have the ability to knock Chicago completely out of the playoff picture, I think they're going to try to do that in that last series and it'd be smart of them to do it. So we'll see, man. There are... Five games left between the two. So right now, at best, if those are the only games on the schedule, Chicago would have to sweep all of them just to pull even. Um, we'll see what happens with the Cardinals as they travel to Arizona. Now, unfortunately, I think uh, if I'm – I don't have the Chicago schedule right in front of me. I, I believe they're playing Pittsburgh in between. Yikes. Can you look at that? Do you have the ability to? I can look at it. I don't normally ever pull the Cubs schedule up on here. I'm looking at it now. Um, yes, I'm right. All yep. they, they play, nope, they play Pittsburgh in between. And Pittsburgh has lost the will to live. Um, how I look at it, as these series between the Cardinals and Cubs, when I, seriously, I'll be watching the Cardinals-Cubs game and I'll be, it'll be like super close and you have to pay attention to everything. Mm-hmm. And then they'll pull off the Brewers game and it's like, like super, shiny daylight out like they're just having fun like little kids just playing out there in the mud and it's like man the brewers are just out it's like they're in a whole nother planet just having all this different scenarios and we look at the cardinals and cubs and they're like going to war so truly what i think what will happen with the brewers sadly is they will since they have this easy schedule they will try to get in this groove, and I feel like a lot of their players like will be like, oh, man, but they're doing really good. They could really push it in the playoffs, and then they get to the playoffs, and, and those players that kind of have been stepping up, mm-hmm. 
can't as much in the playoffs, and the Brewers kind of fall in the playoffs. That's what I could see happening. Yeah, it's really hard to – it's going to be hard to predict. I, I think – as somebody asked a question on here, do they think um, – do we think Houston's going to be favored again to uh, to win the World Series? And I would say, well, if I was a betting man and I had to put money down on it, that would be my bet. Um, it would It would be uh, – I think it's likely to be um, – the Astros end up in the world series on the American league side, because I just don't know um, who is going to be able to take them out. I know the Yankees are really good, but I think the pitching that uh, Houston has, this is going to be too damn good. I mean, they, and they've added Zach Greinke to that, right? So I think that Houston's going to be there on the American league side. And right now, as excited as I am about how the Cardinals are looking, um, I don't realistically expect anybody to get by the Dodgers. Not even the Braves. And the Braves are going to be really good. And that's likely who the Cardinals, if everything holds, that's likely who the Cardinals are going to play in the first round. They're going to have to play the Braves. Um, and normally I'd say, well, that's a young team. They don't have a lot of playoff experience. you know. Um, but you know, they, they were in there last year. Um, and I think they were exposed by youth. Um, and you could, you could make the case this year, but you look at the Cardinals team, and it's like there's a lot of uh, guys with no playoff experience on the Cardinals team. Uh, save for uh, Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright. You know, there's not a lot of guys there that are, have been in the postseason year over year. Um, young guys like, uh, you know, Colton Wong got a little bit of a taste of it when he was a rookie in 2013, um, you know, and there was 14 and 15. But, you know, uh, we'll see. I, I just don't – I think it's going to end up being uh, the Dodgers and the Astros in the World Series. I would personally – I'd rather see the Yankees and the Dodgers. That would be more like, a, more like a classic World Series, you know. That would be, that'd be cool to watch. Um, but I, I think it's going to be oh. Houston. And, and Los Angeles, I think Houston has the best chance. Uh, truly, I think with the Cardinals postseason case, there's a lot of things that they've done really good in the regular season. Mm-hmm. But there's you look at a lot of things that they, they just haven't been able to execute. And it's like, man, but you don't see playoff teams like doing this so much. And it's like, so much exposed to what the Cardinals do, like it's right. a bigger deal, and it's like I don't know if you can patch that on a on a hot streak and just totally ignore that. And I don't, I don't see it. I can, I could see us beating the Braves, but honestly, I see the Dodgers getting really, really hot, and I see them making the World Series. But the American League side, seriously. There are so many good teams on the American League side right now. Mm-hmm. Everyone's sleeping on the Rays. The Athletics look pretty good. Um, I don't think the Indians will make the playoffs. I think they'll get beat by a game by the Rays. And I wouldn't sleep on the Yankees. And here's the reason I wouldn't. I could see, because the whole year it seems like the Yankees never really went on a super hot streak. They did towards the beginning of the year. But they've kind of kept a good pace, and I can see where the Yankees just catch hot right at the playoff at the at the good time, <clears throat> and the Astros kind of slow down off their little hot streak that they've had mm-hmm. in the regular season. But truly, I mean, as far as the American League side, I think it's any anybody's. I I, mean, I, I I would I just favor Houston. I just look at the the pitching staff and I think you know how many times we've we seen it where pitching is what really gets you there at the end of the day. Uh, a couple comments I want to address on here. Hey Kirk, I'm looking forward to next weekend too. Oak Island, baby. 
Um, and uh, baseball will be will take a back seat. Uh, although the Cubs and Cardinals are playing next weekend, so I'll probably have it on my phone out on the beach or something like that. But anyway, um, Scott makes a couple good points here. Uh, Scott Stefan. I'm assuming he might be a Brewers fan here, but if the Brewers keep winning, the Cubs will transition to playing spoilers for the cards in the final three games. That's a really good point. That's a very good point. Um, if the Brewers can pull within a game or two and Chicago looks like they're out, and if the Brewers pull, if they pull that close, that likely means Chicago's not, they've, they've missed their opportunity and they could turn into spoilers at that last series, giving the Brewers a chance to leapfrog. Um, very good point. Um, we'll see. Um, I, I can't really feel anymore like you're, you're, basically everybody's running out of games. Oh, go cars. I'm sorry. Uh, the other point he makes, the 2011 and 20, uh, 2006 World Series teams had no business winning the World Series. Uh, Going to disagree just a little bit in, 20, in 2011, and I'll get to that one in a second. Let's address t- 2006. I don't disagree with you at all, Scott. And what happened that year was they dealt with a lot of injuries and they really sputtered up through September. I mean, they, they had, I don't know what their record was the last month, but it wasn't very good. And they, they were playing bad baseball in total. They were an 83 win team. And, you know, you look at a a record like that. Most times you go, yeah, how the hell did they get there? What happened though, in 2006, you look up all of a sudden and you've got, Hey Josh, um, you look up all of a sudden and everybody's healthy. You got a healthy Jim Edmonds in center field. Scott Rowland is back. You know, we know he was dealing with some shoulder issues that year. Um, but you looked up and all of a sudden everybody was healthy. Um, they had Jared Weaver that they had claimed off of waivers or he was released and they signed him as a free agent and he came back and he had a great, you know, he finished up the year great with, uh, with the Cardinals and got hot in the world series. It's a team that got hot at the right time. Um, there was a, uh, a poop lining to that silver crowd cloud crowd, um, that was uh, my fear was is if they were able to sneak in and win anything that year that the front office wouldn't do anything to improve the team that they needed to in 2007. And I think I was largely right because they really didn't do shit in that offseason. And, um, of course, we know the 2007 and 8 Cardinals were not very good. Um, they had really they had a World Series hangover. And I don't know how you guys feel about it. I don't want to jump ahead or anything, but uh, the Blues are getting ready to start their season back up. And I would like to put this glorious shit and everything else behind us and focus on this year. Um, because there's nothing worse than that first home series after you win a World Series and they're wearing the gold piping around their names and their numbers on the jerseys. And it's like, I, that was last year. You won your World Series last year. Yes, we'll never forget it. Love it. It's a new year. I don't want to keep celebrating and revisiting it. Um, that was very annoying in 2007. But I, I, don't, I don't disagree with you, Scott. That, that team was a, a surprise. But they did get hot at the end of the year and they got healthy. And 2011, this is one I disagree with a little bit. Now, they got in, uh, I think, through the uh, second wild card. And um, or, oh, sorry, it was, it was the first one. They didn't have a second wild card until the next year. Um, they got in as a wild card and um, really got by a, a, a mammoth of a favorite in the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, nobody saw the Cardinals taking them down. Took them five games to do it. But, uh, you know, again, you look at a guy like Chris Carpenter, how he finished up September. Um, when the Cardinals were double, Braden, remember that game we went to that year in 2011 against the Cubs late in the year, they yep. were out of it. Um, and of course they got beat cause I was with you and, um, I know we're turning that trend first, around though. First ever game, by the way. <laughs> no, it wasn't your first game. We went in 2010 and they lost that game too. Well, first Cub Cardinals. Okay. Okay. Fine. Um, but they got hot at the end of the year they were so hot through September that, 
by the all they had to do was get in and they had a they had a chance and so they took the Phillies out and my favorite underrated Cardinals NLCS of all time was when they played the Brewers because that team had been running their mouth the entire year their stupid um you know choreographed home run celebrations you had Tony Plush Niger Morgan running his mouth nonstop saying that those birds are going to be crying at home on their couch when we're in the playoffs. Well, here they are, buddy. You're facing them, and they took you out in six games. So, hey, Tony Plush, I don't know what happened to you after that, but you were a punk, and you didn't deserve to make it to a World Series, and you didn't. I think he ended up in Japan somewhere. But um, uh, that was a fantastic, underrated series. And then once they got in there to face the face the Rangers, what you saw was two teams that were very, very similar. They both were able to score runs. Um, if their pitching staffs were healthy, they were both able to pitch. You had a really even matched team in that World Series. Um, and we saw how great it was. It, it went the distance. It went seven games, which they should. Um, anyway, that was kind of my, my explanation. I felt the 2011 team should have been there. Um, simply by the way they finished the year up. Chris, yeah, I heard that earlier, that uh, the Padres fired their manager today. Uh, will they look at Matheny or Madden? Um, there's a lot of teams that are going to be looking at Madden. I don't know about Mike Matheny, but I know that a lot of teams are going to be looking at Joe Madden. Um, and who knows? I, I, it's really interesting when you get a, uh, the Cubs fans' take on what's happened up there because a, a lot of fans that, that do follow and understand, um, they don't necessarily like dislike Joe Madden. Yeah, it's something else, and I think a lot of the Cub fans really can't put their finger on it. I mean, a manager is always the easiest one to blame, but um, Game 6 was the best World Series game I've ever seen. I agree with you, Scott. You know what It bugs me? If you go to like uh, some of the archives in uh, MLB.com, like Game 6 didn't show up. Um, but, man, I was on my living room floor, like literally on my knees. I probably had about 18 Michelob Ultras by the time that game ended. But, um, wow, that was uh, – that game was something else. Um, well, that kept me up for days. All right. Well, Braden, I think the game's getting ready to start, so I'm going to head inside. I'm going to turn it on. And, um, Lead off wall. Oh, wait. Oh. No, don't tell me. Damn it, I don't have it oh, on. Oh, Fowler didn't get that ball. Dang. Oh, did he get that, screwed? That should have been a leadoff walk. And, uh, he he started walking. The ump didn't call it till like, three seconds yeah, after. That's probably why he did it. All right, buddy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you off here, and I'm going to go inside, flip the game on. hope everybody else uh, enjoys watching it. Uh, I'll be pulling for a big Cardinals win, come out of this series. At least three out of four would be nice. And then we head out to the desert. All right, B, I'll call you after the game. All righty. Bye. All right, so uh, I'm going to jump off here. I'm going to get back in, watch this. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. I'm not really recording these for any reason. I just want to jump on here for the game, uh, talk to everybody for uh, a little while, and uh, – I'll be back on sometime this week. We'll put out a new episode of In the Cards. Maybe I'll take a little bit out of this one. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, and then we'll be back on a week from Thursday. Back on the Team Arrivals. All right, everyone. We will see you all very, very soon. Love you all so much. Bye-bye.